What's up, my friends, and welcome into today's episode of Forte Catholic. I'm so glad that you are here. Father Anthony joins me today as we have a conversation about a big life decision. That's something I've changed about myself that I think is positive. A big life decision, decision and something he's thinking about changing about himself that I think is a terrible decision. And then we talk about uh, Mary, the saints, and the gospels. So it all rounds out to be a pretty great show. Uh, if you enjoy it, please hit that subscribe button wherever you are watching or listening. It's the biggest thing you can do to help us out. Uh, we hope that you enjoy today's episode. What's up? We're looking to Catholic. Taylor Stroll. That is Father Anthony Scaramucci Sarapa. What's up, buddy? Oh, nothing much. Just getting, uh, wrapping up my day, getting ready for my day off, recording a podcast with my good friend, Taylor Heisenberg Stroll. Heisenberg. What's up, man? Um, good, I'm I mentioned that on last week's episode with Liv, and yeah. she had no idea who that was, and I just yelled, I am the one who knocks! And she looked at me <laughs> incredibly confused. <laughs> you think that I'm in danger? I am the danger! <laughs> we need to get you the hat. You need the yeah, hat. Yeah, exactly. It's stupid. Everybody's been telling me to get like a bigger brimmed hat, because I just wear like baseball caps. And I get mm-hmm. like the weird suntan during track season because like this top of my head doesn't get any sun at all. <laughs> so they're like, dude, cover the rest of your face. And I was like, no, I like looking like a, um, you know what I look like? I look like what? the blood moon from a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> 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 the, the sunburn just slowly creeping up, uh, over yep. my head. That's very funny. That's nice. <laughs> uh, for those that remember, uh, you used to, you, you had this whole diatribe against the moon. So I, th- I would imagine a lot of people uh, messaged you about, about uh, you know, the moon some people being did. taken they away did. yeah yeah what, are, yeah what are your what are your thoughts on on the moon being covered by the earth for a while I, it took me a long time to realize what was happening i was like how is this happening <laughs> did the sun turn <laughs> off i was like no no i'm in yes. the way i'm that fat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no i mean it was good I, I i enjoyed it while it lasted it's only a promise of things to come kind of a threat um <laughs> uh of of future uh destruction um so a good thing but not the mission is not yet complete yeah totally totally understandable so um one other thing that that has happened recently with you is that uh you you let me know after i think it was about last week's mass they were, you were celebrating first communion First Communion Mass. Yeah. They're very exciting. I think I've mentioned First Communion Mass on the show recently because we just celebrated them at our parish, too. Uh, I don't think I've yeah. told this story. But, like, I'm, like, you know, the typical dad where I let everybody go ahead of me in communion. And Maggie okay, yeah, knows yeah. that she's been, like, you know, First Communion's coming soon. Her brother's already done it. She knew it was coming. You know, she goes to Catholic school, so they do their formation there at the school. And I and so she had heard about it. And then we went to the First Communion Celebration Mass. And mm-hmm. being the normal dad, I let all of my family go out in front of me, and sh- Maggie's yeah. right in front of me. So as I'm bowing down at this first communion mass, I look up and immediately I see her like getting Jesus in her hand, and I so like I get up from my bow and immediately like slap her hand down, like no, we're not <laughs> doing first communion today. Like I didn't like yell at her. I just got she, and then I was like, you know, I put her hands like this. She's like, what? And I was yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. yes, it's first communion. It's not yours. She's like, oh. You know, like she's totally innocent about the whole thing, but that was my experience of first communion. Um, but you, you sent me a message uh, after after a first communion celebration at, at your parish, and it was a little different than I would imagine others have been. So what happened? 
Yeah, yeah. So first of all, it's just a long day. I had three masses. Um, I had a baptism between stuff. So my brain was a little fried. There's no air conditioning in my big fancy church. And uh, it's just starting to get warm in Western PA. So my brain was fried. Um, and then I, I did the first communion mass. And then the MC after mass looks at me and says, do you realize that you distributed communion for 45 minutes straight? Good night. <laughs> I was like, it felt like a long time, but I wasn't counting. <laughs> so, so the deal was, yeah, go ahead. The longer, the more I thought about this, the angrier I got. <laughs> At yeah. first it was silly because you were like, I just distributed community for 45 minutes. I'm like, what? Why? How? And I'm like yeah. laughing, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, it's uh, and then the longer I thought about it, I got angrier and angrier. So what do you mm. think happened? <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, we we've done this movement in the parish that we're using less extraordinary ministers for Holy communion. We're only using what we need, and normally, you know, four we're using for, mediocre extra, uh, ministers like you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so normally, we have four people distributing communion, and it works just fine. It doesn't take terribly long. We have nice music. It's fine. No big deal. Um, but for this mass, apparently, we just didn't schedule anybody. I didn't realize it because I was just on the autopilot priest mode, and uh, our church, which seats about like. 800 people it was packed and going down the row was the first communicate all the way down to the center of the church so the first part just took a while because each individual first communicant would come up uh, up to the altar kneel down and receive uh, the eucharist which is nice we had a photographer and all that stuff um and that was fine but then like you know the 700 other people wanted to receive communion and i get down there and i realize i'm the only one here and I don't know what to do because people are already coming up in line. So I just start like, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And I was going as fast as I can without being uh, irreverent. I really was. And like people like were doing this thing where they were like hesitating whether or not to like, like no, like, come on, come on, come on, keep moving. I like would wave my hand like, no, 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 no. I want you next to each other. Keep going, keep going. Boom, 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 boom. And like literally my shoulder was sore. Like I was, <laughs> I was getting annoyed by little things like, like. Sometimes people like will stay really far away from you um, for communion. It's like stretch your, and it was just driving me crazy. Like, no, come up, come up, come up. I went bam, 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 bam. And the whole thing took 45 minutes. Mass was an hour and a half long. Uh, and like half of that was just straight up giving people <laughs> communion. I don't know why we didn't have anybody scheduled. So at, at, at first I was mad on your behalf. Like the fact that you sure. got put in that situation, I was pretty frustrated. Yeah. But then I was like, got mad as the lay person. Like, are you serious? Yeah. Are you kidding me that I have to sit through 45 minutes of communion while one person gives it to everyone? Like, it's infuriating. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. It, it was definitely an oversight. And, and the other person who suffered was our, uh, our organist for the day was Kevin. So Kevin did not plan. I didn't even 45 think about minutes. that. That he did not guy, plan 45 he, minutes. His of fingers music. fell off. <laughs> God. He played the organ straight 45 minutes. So here's there is something that I have learned recently about myself that um that I have changed about myself that uh you know was a pretty recent change. So one of the 
you know, a few good traits about me is that I am a jack of all traits. Like I am decent at a lot of different things. And just sure. because I've worked in the church and like, you know, like the whole joke is like, you know, you get a job as a youth minister, as a DRE or as the marketing guy. And then the last thing in everybody's job descriptions is and other duties as assigned. And that's yeah. all you end up doing is, is yeah. the other yeah, duties other as assigned. So I have done other duties as assigned, like my whole career working in the, in the church. Uh, so I've done a little bit of everything. So the, the joke at like we're talking about mass, but it's 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 broader than that. But like at mass, I can do literally everything except for be the priest. I can do yeah. the music. I can be a lector. I can be I'm, I'm a trained DM. I'm a trained, uh, you know, a, a, a trained lector. I can do uh, I can be a greeter. I can be uh, like I've done all of those jobs like relatively yeah. successfully. Even to the point where the joke is that I can't do what the priest does. Like I can't say mass. But I yeah. think I have said multiple times on this show that I have been like the next person in charge, you know, either the music director or the youth minister or the campus minister or where the priest doesn't show up. So mm -hmm. I got trained in how to lead a liturgy of the word led by a layperson. So yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. even if you don't show up, I can do something near to what you are going to do. I just can't right. do the you second half. You can at least half. give people Jesus. You can't make him, but you can right. give him away. Yeah, yeah, we always keep kept you know extra. So like, literally, I could do everything at <laughs> mass if needed. Yeah. if needed be right. Um, but then even in like my normal life, like I have worked in production my whole life, live audio, uh, recorded audio, all this stuff, to where. I always got put in these weird situations where, and I've talked about it on the show, I go to the church, the music's terrible. I could fix that, but it's not my place, right? Yeah. Or, or I could go, you know, uh, something in the production isn't going well at an event that I'm at, but it's not really my place. Um, because what has happened before, both working in the church and in places where like, you know, there's varying degrees of, is this my place? Like, obviously there's like my house yeah. and then my church and then like a church that I work at. Like I have a lot of ownership over the events happening there. But what if I'm a yeah. volunteer? What if, what if it starts getting a little bit more into grayer? What if I'm a volunteer? What if I uh, used to work there and I know everything, how to fix it, but it's not really, you know, all these things. Right. Yeah. And because people had gotten offended early in my, early in my career, when I was like young twenties, they were like, that's not your role. That's my job. I'm like, well, like it wasn't getting done. So it needed to get, yeah. done, you know, and I know yeah. how to do it. So I used to 12 years ago, 15 years ago when I was bright, bushy eyed, you know, had, had a bunch of hair and a lot of hope for the church and a lot of hope for the future back in those days. Like <laughs> I, I, uh, I would do things that needed to get done because I have the skill set and, you know, we're the body crisis all do this together. And what did people do? They were like, that's my job. You should have stepped in. Now you stepped on my toes. Wah, wah, wah. And so yeah. what did I do? I stopped. Right. Um, so for the last like decade, I have suffered through stuff like what you and the entire church suffered through of like, yeah. I'm a trained DM, but like, this isn't my church. I mean, I, I know father Anthony, but it's not my parish. And I like, I'm a trained DM and another diocese. I, uh, so I wouldn't have done anything for forever, but I got so mad at the situation that I was like, I'm going to fly there right now and come help you. Like mm -hmm. it's like it. I, I have the ability to help, and this is a clear situation where help is needed. Someone needed yes. to, no one's scheduled help or whatever, but even like you're, you were stressed out enough that you didn't ask for help. Like you're a crazy person. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. like, like just being able to step up, be like, it's like in that situation, like obviously, it like, you know, you want to be respectful of the person in charge, like the priest. It's like, hey, do you want me to help EM? And like leave it up to you, but essentially, 
I approach, my guess is you would have said yes. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, of, like yeah. we literally could have cut it down from 45 to 22 and a half minutes. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the funny thing was, we had these two ladies who were helping. So, one of the things that our, uh, our DRE, uh, basically, she got COVID that week. So, she wasn't around and she's very organized and all that such. But she did have two people to volunteer to help basically usher the kids and everything. And I made a mental note to, like, I'll, I'll ask them to EM for me. Because uh, I, I know that they probably can do it and everything. But when I went down to, like, give out communion and talk to them, they they I don't know where they went. They disappeared somewhere. Uh, they were either helping ush other people or whatever. And uh, so I, I talked to my parochial vicar. First of all, uh, you could have helped me. If I sent you a text message at the beginning of Mass, you could have flown from Texas to Pittsburgh and in time to cut, like, 20 minutes off right. that Mass. <laughs> but I was talking to the other parochial vicar about it. And he goes, hey, you know you can just, like... In situations like that, just go to the microphone and ask if anyone's a trained DM. Right. I was like, oh, yeah. 100%. Like, <laughs> I didn't even think so about it. There's a lot of blame <laughs> to go around here. Like, there, I, like, yeah. I think there, you know, what, not, not blame as in, like, it's your fault, but, like, okay, the lady was, the planning lady got sick. Obviously not her fault, yeah. but, like, yeah. maybe that's why it didn't happen. You're stressed out. You're, and you're a crazy person. You didn't ask for help. I don't yeah. understand why yeah, you didn't yeah. ask for help. So, sec- it just didn't cross my mind. Second of all, <laughs> if you have, how many people do you think were in that mass? Like you said, like fifteen hundred. Uh, no, no, it's about eight hundred people in the church. Okay, at least six hundred, at least. Okay, uh, fourteen of them have EM'd recently. <laughs> like, you know, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it would have been totally taken care of if they would have stepped up and done what I'm talking about, like what what they can yeah. control, right? So, like, right. obviously, yeah. that lady couldn't control anything. But like the other ladies that were helping, they could have controlled it. You could have controlled it. Mm-hmm. The lay people in the par- in the parish could have controlled it, right? So it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. what I like the change that I have made is like the things that I know how to do and can kind of control. I'm just gonna start doing them again. I'm to the point yeah. where like I, I don't care about stepping on people's toes anymore. I I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Because it's like the whole like ask for forgiveness instead of permission thing. Mm-hmm. I was at. Um, pe- people know that I worked for Ablaze Ministries for five years. Like that's what they, they were a huge help in building up my career and all this stuff, right? But I, yeah. I left uh, two years ago, and it's been a little awkward ever since I left, right? So sure. I finally went back to their um, the their uh, like benefit dinner, right? Because I'm still mm-hmm. friends with so many people there, and like the community, and all, all this stuff. It was just kind of weird for me to go because like it was COVID, and like nobody knew that I left working there, you know, like, cause we all <laughs> okay. left for two years, you know, and it yeah, yeah, yeah. but so, but so I go to the benefit dinner and, uh, because one of our mutual friends, Chris invited me and I, and I, and I went and I had a wonderful evening. Well, I used to run the production for big events like that. So there's, you know, yeah. a few hundred people in there and our good friend and co-host Allison Sullivan was the primary speaker for the evening. And uh, we know two things about Allison. She's a tremendous speaker, and she has zero idea how a production happens. <laughs> so she gets off of her she she finishes her her uh, talk, and of course she has her stand there because she reads off her notes for everything, right? And uh, she she calls on the worship leader to come. She calls him by the wrong name. Freaking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, and now Nick will come lead us in worship. And Nick was the like guy who was running the evening. Like he's the he's he's the development director, and he's a friend like, of mine. No, I won't. And he freaked out. He's like, I don't know how to play music. <laughs> oh, was- he gets like a kazoo and goes up there. <laughs> 
thou my peace. But no, like the real worship leader, there's a buddy of mine, comes up. I called him Nick the rest of the evening. It it was great. I love making fun of my friends. Uh, uh, yeah. Allison, Nick, and not Nick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so Allison leaves the stand, like in the middle of the thing. And, and uh, you know, there's but there's a projector behind her. So they're about, we're about mm-hmm. to do worship, and there's going to be words on the screen, and there's a big stand right. in the way. Not really her fault, but like, I was like, who's running the production here? And I looked around right. at all my former, you know, people, and I'm like, yeah. nobody's moving. And we're about to start prayer, and nobody can see the words. So yeah. it's my former employer, <laughs> but it's also the mistake of one of my current <laughs> workmates in Allison. Yeah. So I just walk up. And I grab the stand and I move it down, which I would have never have done. Yeah. And like just a few months ago, because I was like, I don't want to step on people's toes. Like, this is awkward. It's my former employer. Like, I'll, I'll, but like, it needed to get done. Nobody was doing it. I'm stepping up. So that's where I am yeah. now of like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm done. I'm done worrying about stepping on people's toes. <laughs> I just look both ways. It's like crossing the street as a kid. I look both ways. If nobody's going up to help. I'm going to go help if I if it's something that I know how to do. And, like, I've been doing it long enough that I can do it without being a huge distraction, you know? Like, yeah. other than, like, being a person walking up there and doing it, it's, like, it's better than the distraction that was already there, you know? So Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of times everyone's thinking the same thing. And this will happen a lot in liturgies. I've learned to do this even if I'm not, like, the main celebrant or the MC or whatever. If you see something wrong, just go fix it. Otherwise, because you got usually like 10 people who are thinking the same thing and nobody wants to step on anyone's toes. What do I do or whatever? Right. If you just calmly, professionally go fix a thing, everyone's actually usually grateful for it. Right. Maybe not the person whose job it was, but who cares? They failed <laughs> and they deserve to be shamed and fired. So you fixed it on a and podcast. everyone else is happy. Yeah. <laughs> <Stop> Nick? <laughs> so I think it's good. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. And then like, but even... Like the culture of stepping up to help is actually a big part of like the EM's culture and or training at my parish. What happened yeah. at your church would have never happened at my church. Now, it's yeah. well documented that my church has had its own share of problems over the last few years. Yeah. It's not saying, oh, we're better than you. It's just uh, I feel like this part should be the culture everywhere because it mm-hmm. happens inevitably every week. We're like maybe not no EM's, but like. You know, three or four are supposed to be scheduled. Let's say four are supposed to be scheduled and three show up. Yeah. So what does everybody do? Everybody that's an EM, peace be with you, peace be with you, peace be with you, and immediately looks and sees if anybody else is going up. And sometimes, like, two people even be going up. The person behind them will see that the other person's already there, and they'll go back to their pew, right? It's one of those things, like... We're all in reserves. Like, we're good. We got yeah. this, you know? But, like, uh, I, th- I think getting I – th- I think what you're saying is right, that, like, everybody's thinking this. It's super awkward. But, like, I started doing it with, like, the audio at my church. It's not yeah. my job anymore. I used to be responsible for it. But, like, I'm good at it. And yeah. especially, like, we were we were doing a ma- – it, it was Ash Wednesday. This is a, a long uh-huh. time ago now. But I've done it multiple times, but Ash Wednesday is probably the biggest one. Because it was sure. like, we made a huge push to invite people who aren't parishioners to our church. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot of people that do not come to our church to come cool. Ash Wednesday. It was like a huge parish-wide yeah. evangelization thing. Like, y'all come on. Yeah. And Father did a great job of, like, doing a non-shameful, like, hey, welcome. We're glad you're here. We hope that you can stick around for Lent. Like, it was a non-shame-filled way of inviting people into the life of the church, you know? Cool, and, uh, yeah. 
but we couldn't hear him because because <laughs> it was like standing room only. There are so yeah. many people there. We we're you know like uh, so what I go upstairs and like the person responsible for it was there and not fixing it. So I go upstairs and I turn him up. And like yeah. the musicians are wondering if I'm messing with them. I don't care. Father needed to be louder. Nobody could hear him. I just did it. And like yeah. if people want to be frustrated, that's fine. But you know what they'll do next time? They'll fix it so I don't have to. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 exactly. So Good. I don't know, man. It's just it's a change that has happened in me and I felt it of just the like, it's not that I don't care about people's feelings, but I think I've worked with sure. a lot of people who are young in ministry. So for a long time, I had to like soften myself so as to not step on people's toes because they were yeah. new and learning. But it's like, what it's parish wide and it's somebody's job. It's like, man, come on. Like we got to, I'm willing to help. I'm willing to help. Yeah. And it's not like a spiteful thing of like, I'm going to show you. It, it, no, I, I have the right, skills. No. It needs to get done. Nobody's doing it. I'm going to do it and I'll deal with the consequences later. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So sorry you had to deal with that. I understand that there were extenuating circumstances, but I hope you've learned your lesson as well. I hope that, um, that my <laughs> lesson in life to step up and do the, do the thing that's out of the ordinary will be you going, um, can I have help please? <laughs> because that's I do ridiculous. Need to get at that. <laughs> I'll just do it myself. Fine. Yeah, just... <laughs> I'll do it myself. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of times that's the attitude of, of, of uh, myself and other priests. Cause like, no, I'm just, I'll just gonna do it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's good to ask for help. I think even the trads would agree with me at this point. They're like, Oh, there shouldn't be lay Eucharistic ministers. I'm like, well, it's, either that or sit through 45 minutes of extra mass where you stare at nothing happening so <laughs> choose wisely which way yeah. modern man <laughs> exactly. exactly all right don't go anywhere whenever we come back um father anthony's trying to make a huge life change in his life and i'm mm -hmm. not on board don't go anywhere nice. <laughs> If you ever wanted to travel the world, if you ever wanted to see the holy sites in the world, the Holy Land, Rome, uh, you know, anywhere in Europe seems to be much cooler than here in America when it comes to pilgrimage sites. Um, there are so many different options. Like for me, walking the Camino would be a huge one. Um, trying to go to Rome and to the Holy Land and eventually the Camino. All of those trips. I know a lot of people like France. A lot of people like going on, saying they're going on pilgrimage and just going to drink in Ireland or something like our good friend Liv Harrison. <laughs> but uh, if you've ever wanted to go on a pilgrimage, then the, the place and the people to do it with is Select International Tours. They've been a great partner for us here over this past year uh, and, and hopefully continuing into the future. Um, but I just wanted to let you guys know that if you ever are thinking about a pilgrimage, you need to think about Select International. They are the leaders in it. They've been doing it for over 40 years and they do some great work. So if you want to try out, uh, find out some more about them and to, you know, look at all the pilgrimage places and dream a little bit, maybe even sign up for a trip, you can do so at ForteCatholic.com slash tours. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Father Anthony Sharapa. Uh, you were recently telling me about a life change um, or a, a life change that I don't agree with for sure. And then one yeah. that I'm, um, that I have questions about. So, okay, cool. um, so share with the group what you're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> well, children. So uh, early on in my seminary career, like when I first got to seminary, I didn't have. I love that I said career of... a couple times earlier that you just called your seminary career. That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, some, I mean, it's it's the most analogous thing that I have um, to a career. It's basically seminary. Anywho, so I started and um, 
at the time I had like no devotion to the saints or Mary. Like I didn't hate them or anything. I'm like, okay, they're probably nice people and all, but it, what does that have to do with me? But uh, a lot of the guys in the house really had a huge devotion to Mary. And I realized how much like the church is devoted to Mary because we do these hymns. And I like I didn't know there were feast days during the week. Um, I thought like mass was only on Sundays, but we're doing mass every day. There are Marian days, all this stuff. So I'm like, OK, I want to figure this out. I don't so I read think, all these books. I don't think people yeah. can see it in the normal video. But what I'm going to do yeah. right now in the video, hopefully yeah. I remember this, is I'm going to okay. shift your video over a little bit because there is a large Mary statue looming on yeah. over your shoulder. Yeah. Uh, you can't yeah. point at it. <laughs> that was very it's, funny. It's, it's mirrored. You very it's mirrored. confused. But usually yeah. it gets cropped out because we just show the, you know, we're both in 16 by nine, like, you know, essentially like TV. Yeah. But when I edit it, I have to put it down here. So I'm going to I'm going to shift it. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. I just said I'll do it. <laughs> but yeah, it's just very funny to have Mary like staring at you while you're talking about her. She's like, you better not screw this up. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, please exactly. continue. I just couldn't get over that mental image. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I started getting really into um, uh, this Marian devotion. Started praying the rosary and everything and learned about this thing that I think a lot of especially younger Catholics are getting into is uh, it's called the total consecration uh, to Mary or true devotion to Mary. It's uh, taught by this St. Louis de Montfort, who's a crazy person, um, but uh, one of the favorite saints of mine. And uh, so basically the short version of it is. When God wanted to come to earth and come to us, he did it in the perfect way. And that perfect way was through Mary. So if we want to go to God, if we want to go to Jesus, the perfect way to do that is through Mary. So you kind of have this particular devotion to Mary. Usually once a year, you do this 33 days of preparation for it. So you sign a piece of paper. It's this whole thing. And uh, one of the little things that people get real excited about, it's only like one little paragraph in St. Louis' book, is uh, this idea of wearing a little chain around your wrist, around your leg or something to, to symbolize this kind of holy slavery to Mary. Like St. Paul talks about being a slave to Christ. The idea is you're a slave to Christ through Mary, you wear a little chain. And I had two chains, uh, one on each wrist that I wore without removing them every day for like six years, which my goodness made airports very awkward um, because they would always be confused by the chain. Sir, are you okay? <laughs> are you being yeah. trafficked? <laughs> It's like, can you take these off? I'm like, if you have pliers, I can. And they're like, why? It's like, it's a religious thing. And then they would get real quiet. And then they would pat me down. And uh, just to be honest, like, I don't get a lot of uh, human contact. A and quiet most pat I got down. Would... Oof, it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't get a lot of human contact. And uh, the, the one place I did was at airports. And it was very weird. I didn't like it at oh. all. So. <laughs> I was really worried about you when you said the one place I did. And I'm glad you said airports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just airport security. So anyway, but for the most part, the chains never bothered me. And uh, just, you know, continued with my Marian devotion, was a big part of my life for a long time. Um, got to major seminary in D.C., and I was working at this um, uh, hospital in Georgetown. Uh, and the the supervisor there uh, did not like my chains. He was a Jesuit priest. He did not like my chains. And the other religious people who were there, because they had a whole bunch of... Um, chaplains there, you know, Methodist, Baptist, whatever, they always ask me questions. And they thought it was some sort of weird torture thing that I was doing to myself. Like, no, I wear these all the time. I sleep with them. I, I barely even notice them. It's just a part of, you know, whatever. But one day, I got back from my rounds. And uh, the chaplain, the priest there was like, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, the patients that you visit said that your chains made them uncomfortable. And I'm going to have to ask you to remove Projection! Them. Exactly. Because Literally, either they didn't notice it or I they asked a question and I told them about it. I'm like, oh, that's neat, whatever. The, no one ever was uncomfortable with that. So it's complete BS. And I was like, well, uh, 
I, I never wanted one of my personal devotions to get in the way of my ministry. That was something that was, I thought, important because my life is for other people. Um, and so I took the chains off and I was so ticked off. I was so, so, so angry. <laughs> last oh sec- my God. last and, segment, I was like, I don't care about seven on people's toes anymore. And you're like, I'm a servant of the Lord. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. But this was kind of like, a, it ended up being kind of like a traumatizing thing for me. And my Marian devotion kind of faded away for a while. She's always there, still, you know, fan of Marian. Good old Jesuits. Just recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that guy will pay for what he did to me. Anyway. Uh, In this life or the next? Because I'm interested if it's this one. <laughs> we'll find out. Won't we? Anyway. I have a lot of Italian family members. I could get something taken care of if I wanted to. Um, but anyway, more recently, I just felt kind of being drawn back to that Marian devotion. I'm like, wow, I haven't done this in years. And so I've been going through the uh, true devotion and uh, it's interesting to just kind of go through it again with a different perspective. I'm more spiritually mature than I was before. And it's just been very good, which has led me to think about. Okay, something. wait, 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 wait. I, I have questions yeah. about the consecration because I know I know I know the next thing. Uh, but I have yeah. questions about the consecration. Um, yeah. I have always stayed away from it. And you listed yeah. three of my concerns about it. The first, yeah. and you just kind of glossed over them. They're like major concerns for me. And you're like, ah, he's, he's St. Louis yeah. de Montfort, and he's crazy, but it's fine. I love the devotion. I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of think he's a little bit crazy. And I yeah. kind of uh, think like he's incredibly intense. And um, I also think that like, you know, you sign a piece of paper to marry. Mm-hmm. Like, what does signing a piece of paper do? Second of all, mm-hmm. the like... And I know you weren't torching yourself, but like you said all nonchalantly, it's like, oh, yes, I'm a slave to Mary. I'm like, that's weird. All of this is yeah. weird. What? what yeah. wh- why? <laughs> it's always weirded me out. <laughs> yeah, no, it is weird. So you got to remember a few things about this devotion. Uh, one, that St. Louis de Montfort is very French. And the language he that uses. explains everything. You can uses... go on now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right, right, right. Um, so a lot of the language he uses um, is off-putting. For us. You should uh, be off-putting. I am. Uh, People hate me. Anyway, (laughs) so... (laughs) Do you know where that joke is from? No. It's from Between Two Ferns. And uh, (laughs) the girl that plays Katniss Everdeen, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, she tells the little fat guy, you should be off-putting. Like, he should stop eating pudding. It's very funny. He's he's like, you're off-putting. And she's like, you should be (laughs) off-putting. As a side note, you could totally do a Catholic version of it. I think you'd be the perfect interview for it. I think it is the greatest art form ever created. (laughs) It would be great. I would love to do that. Anyway, (laughs) put that in the memory break. We could totally do like hardcore that and just go at each other. I think it'd be funny. Okay, so there's some language there. Okay, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really good idea. Um, The other thing about him is that he's battling uh, Jansenism. Uh, at the time. And this is kind of like Catholic Calvinism, where people would like never receive the Eucharist, do super severe penances. And so one of the things he's doing is trying to get people to trust Jesus more by having them trust Mary more. So that's part of his motivation for doing this. Um, And so, you know, going through it now um, with a little bit more education, a little more understanding of all this stuff, um, because he'll say things like you do all of your intentions, all of your prayer intentions, you give them to Mary. So she decides what to do with them. Okay. Which can freak people out. Like, can I pray for people? Like, can I just do that? I have to give them all to Mary. Um, and you have to understand uh, that even St. Louis de Montfort, he basically says that if you give everything to Mary, 
and you want a favor for somebody, if anything, she's going to be more disposed to help those people out. So stuff like that, I just kind of chalk it up to the language and the kind of intensity of his time. And that doesn't bother me so much. Like, if I want to pray to Jesus, I can go to pray to Jesus. I know Mary's going to be there, you know, with me, interceding for me. Um, and the image I have is, uh, you know, sometimes like you're a little kid playing outside with your friend, and your friend's Jesus, you're playing outside, and mom's maybe doing the dishes or something, and she's watching through the window, just making sure everything's cool. Like, she's still always interceding, even if it's not directly to her. Uh, it's the wedding feast at Cana. The wedding couple had no idea that Mary's the one who initiated that. They just had the experience of Jesus performing oh, this miracle for them. I never thought them. about that. I never thought about right? the, point, the POV from from them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but here, here, uh, you're, you're getting yeah. into like maybe you're doing this on purpose, but you're getting into the argument of like why pray to Mary. I'm here's my thing. I'm totally down to like asking Mary to pray for us. Like I, yeah. I've I have said before, I've struggled with the rosary, so I don't pray it yeah. often. Uh, I've tried. It's just not the thing for me. Yeah. Um, I think the consecration is insane. Um, mm -hmm. I've looked into it and I think people that do it are insane. Uh, yeah. the, the, but the, like my compromise was like, Mary, I love you. And I'm totally down for you interceding for me, but I don't yeah. like your rosary. I'm sorry. You know? And I think that your, <laughs> yeah. your guy, Mr. Montfort was a little touched to the head, right? Uh, yeah. so I'm going to see him in heaven. It's going to be super awkward. They're going to play this clip back to me. And, and then you're going to be on the other side. Like, it's okay. I did good. You know, like, <laughs> but then like, uh, like, so essentially what I do is I pray the Angelus every day at noon. I've done mm -hmm. that every year since I stopped praying the rosary. I was like, this is my compromise, Mary. Are we good? And she didn't say anything. So I assumed we were fine. So, yeah. uh, I, you know, I, so I'm, I'm told it's, it's the, it's the super intensity of stuff. Like the other mm -hmm. thing that I've been pretty against, I, I, uh, so I, do I say it? I'm not a huge fan of Exodus 90. I've made that public many times and it's been awkward now because I see them all the time, but like that stuff that it's so intense and kind of over the top, I think it's just like, to me, it's similar to like the Pharisee. We, we had it in, in mass the other day when they were talking about like Paul of like, oh, do we make these new converts? Do we have to make them Jews or do we make them uh, or, or are they fine being Gentiles who, who love Jesus? Right. And essentially yeah. they're like, you just need to follow the basics, not all this extra stuff. So I'm like, I get that this is a choice, but like the extra super intense versions of stuff is always kind of weirded me out. Yeah, and one of the things that's that's most difficult about this Marian devotion is the Marian devotion culture that surrounds it. And it's, you see this all the time in Christianity, that someone gets really excited about something, whether it's some sort of retreat or if it's Exodus 90 or if it's true devotion or it's something, and it's genuinely beneficial for them. And so in their brains, they, meet, they think that, okay, everyone has to do this thing. And to be honest, a lot of times I caution people against um, doing uh, the total consecration because I know it's not for everybody. And there's nothing wrong with that. And also, you have to have a proper understanding of what it is and what it isn't. And so, like, you praying the Angelus and asking Mary to intercede for you, like, that's a good, healthy, normal Marian devotion. Uh, one of my uh, seminarians, uh, not seminarians, uh, seminary professors, and was my spiritual director, and he goes, the most Marian thing you can do is read scripture um, to, like, meditate on the word of God, to hold I'm, it I'm in your heart. I'm frat snapping without frat snapping because I don't know how to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can just clap with one hand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, like he's like, so like reading scripture, doing Lex Divinia, that's a Marian devotion. And I totally agree with that. Um, so yeah, I, I think all those concerns are fine. If you don't want to do it, I, I don't want to pressure anyone to do it at all. Um, and it's something that is just, I feel like calling me to do. And it's fine. Um, so yeah, I, I understand those concerns. Um, and that's why it's not for everybody. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
but you're we have already admitted that you're a crazy person so you have another yes. crazy idea that has to go with this oh yeah, yeah yeah so um the one thing that was nice about having those chains it was a constant reminder of you know on my wrists about who i'm supposed to be what i'm supposed to do with my life and i was like i don't want to go through the whole thing of wearing chains again and taking them on and off and blah 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 you know it'd be way easier just get a tattoo and my plan is to get a Marion tattoo on the inside of my forearm, like a little one of those M's, maybe with the twelve stars, ad yezum uh, per Mariam, maybe in Latin, and just to have that. Come again? <laughs> yeah, it's Latin to Jesus through Mary. Okay, there you go. Um, it's kind of like the it's kind of like the the slogan. You have to remember who you're talking devotion. to, and I'm not talking about the audience. I'm talking about me. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ad yezum per Mariam. It's it's to Jesus through Mary. Um, and like I think because I've been thinking about getting a tattoo for a long time, but. Um, like no idea has ever been like compelled me enough. And like, this is actually something that I'm kind of would be helpful for me spiritually as a reminder. And I think it'll work. And I'm, I'm, that's, that's where I'm leaning towards getting the tattoo. Here's what I don't like about it. Okay. Um, you understand that you're going to get old, right? Yeah. Like a Marion tattoo is really cool for like somebody under 40. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's seven years away, man. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to have something permanent that will be cool for uh, maybe seven years, and then mm -hmm. you'll have to deal with it for the next, you know, one to forty. As yeah. an old man, you know that, like, you know, you're going to get fat as you get older. Yeah. You're a parish priest. That's just what you mm -hmm. guys do. Uh, mm -hmm. I I did it earlier, so nobody can say anything. Um, uh. Like you know, uh, are, are, you're you're a hairy man. Most like uh, you're an Italian. Yes, you have hairy arms. <laughs> I really don't though. No, okay, really that's don't. that's one of yeah. my concerns for me. That uh, is is yeah. it for you? Um, I think I, I think making a permanent decision for something that you sh probably should have done when you were 18. Now making mm -hmm. that decision at 33 seems like a like you're in a midlife crisis. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> here's the okay. only thing I do like about it. What? The only thing I like about it is that the reason, the thing that that kept you away from this Marian devotion that you care about, right? It's one of my favorite things mm -hmm. about being Catholic is that there are devotions that I really care about, devotions that you really care about, and a lot of them don't yeah. match up because there's a thousand choices for devotional stuff. Absolutely. Um, but one of my favorite things is that the th the reason you stayed away from it was because like of some pain from your past, right? Yeah. From airports and Jesuits. And the thing, yeah. the only thing that I like about the thought about you getting a tattoo is you're like, screw you guys. You can't make me take this off. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of that. <laughs> okay. So a few, a few of your concerns. One, um, if I was concerned about being cool, I would never have become a priest. Like, let's be real honest. Um, anything like... Uh, I that stuff does not bother uh, me. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw your hipster haircut into the mix here. I think you do care a little bit. I don't okay. think it drives you. I don't think it drives you. It's not who you are, but I think it's there. Okay, maybe a little bit. So <laughs> the, the the hipster haircut is simply because I wanted to see what my hair would look like long. Just because why not? No one can tell me what to do. You know, it's just it's, it's, it's the it, same reason that you want the tattoo to say screw you to the Jesuits and the airport people. You got the hair to piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> because I told you no, so you grew it longer. It's, it's, I'm seeing a theme here. <laughs> Maybe. And then I got like the undercut just because it makes it look a little bit more on purpose. No, like, no, I actually it pisses grew. me off more. That's 100% the reason you did it. 
And like, you know, the inside of your forearm, that's not the first thing to get flabby. And I'm not like, I would never do a Marion face for that reason, because that would be sad to have Mary kind of sag or anything. Oh, it, it would, would look like a, like a t-shirt that I got designed for a youth group. Stop yeah. moving your hand. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, picturing it being there. And it's not there. You look really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but again, I think that was out of the camera. So everybody's going to think I'm crazy. And I'm the only one that saw <laughs> you look stupid. So, um... Yeah, I got a Mary design f- uh, uh, for me a while ago. Or was it? No, it was Mother Teresa. And the design came out and everybody thought it, thought it was really cool. And I'm like, that's a gorilla. Like, it, it, it's 100% <laughs> the face of a gorilla. So, like, yeah. if, yeah, there's, you know, I think, you know, it would get flabby at some point. Like, I've seen a lot of people get army tattoos there. And they get old. Yeah. And they're not. The reason I don't have tattoos is because my grandfather had a lot of military tattoos. And he was, is his skin was gross by the time I was old enough to see him. And mm-hmm. it's just kept me away from tattoos because it's fine. People get old and I, yeah, I got fat real fast. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, but I'm okay with being old and gross. If anything, I see that as uh, as a win, the older <laughs> and grosser I get, the less, you know, people will be tempted and they, that's great. That's great for everybody. Yeah, well, maybe you should shave your head if you really cared about that. <laughs> That's a good point. There are limits. There are limits. So, if I'm going to do it. Uh, no, please don't. Do please, God, please, God, no. <laughs> I talked to your mom about the hair. I texted her about yeah. it. I might yeah. call her after this and be like, look, we need to do an intervention. I, 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 do, I, not, I, I do not text my mom about it. I no, I, I already it. said I'm not texting her. I'm calling her. This is more serious than the last thing I texted her about. The last thing I texted her about was your hair. <laughs> now I'm going to call her. And I didn't. I, I apologize. I did not make it in time to help you with the Eucharistic ministry. But I can. That, that took 45 minutes. You thought that felt long. Think about the rest of your life. We're we're gonna have an intervention. I'm not inviting Nick because I think, as much as I love Nick, I think he might be the worst person for an intervention ever. I think he'd be yeah. silly the whole time. Um, yes, but his wife can come. Also, he has a mind <laughs> tattoos. His wife has a bunch of them. But, well, see, my wife has a tattoo, and I love her tattoo. Mm-hmm. I just she got it when she was young and dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you're old and dumb, and you're gonna be really old yeah. soon. So dumb. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this, this, I've considered this. It does not bother me. This part does not bother me. But also calling my mom and ratting on me, that's a total low move, Taylor. That's not thats not cool. It's not what bros do. We, we just talked about it publicly for thousands of people. <laughs> What's that's one more? <laughs> she probably listens to the podcast every once in a while, too. So. Hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But my little brother's got a bunch of tattoos. Most of his are very silly. I would not get a silly He's tattoo. the least favorite of the three brothers, though. So It depends. <laughs> it depends on the day. You know how it works. Yeah. It depends on the day. Favorite kids rotate. Yeah. I think yeah, I think you're often the least favorite. And I think I, I can see Nick being the least favorite, too. So you're probably right. It probably does rotate. Really, none of us are the favorite anymore because now there's a grandbaby. Yeah. Uh, producer Indiana is is the all-time favorite. We're all nothing yeah. compared to her, the, which is fair because she's perfect. The favorite sibling in my with my siblings has ramped up the more and more uh, my kids are around because yeah. we're all like, mm-hmm. wait, remember when you cared about us? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, just grandbabies. So you, you <laughs> don't do the consecration and don't get a tattoo <laughs> that's why i'm gonna do both of those things that, that's, that, and, now I'm, and now i will say i'm now more excited to do both of those things after this conversation i'm calling your mom i'm gonna get a face tattoo if you call my mom i'm calling your mom <laughs> 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 I've been i'm gonna get another tattoo on my other arm just saying i love taylor shrill 
and then we get a heart. Yeah. I'd almost rather you do that because it's as dumb <laughs> as the decision you're making. <laughs> It's a great decision. I love it. All right. Well, uh, agree to disagree. Um, I'm right. I will be proving that over time. Um, and uh, I might see you soon. Me and your mom might show okay. up to your rectory. Uh, excuse me, sir. We have some things. Please sit down. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'll invite Mary. The statue could be involved in it. And I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, Mary can I'll have it where her eyes are staring right at you. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. like, my son, I know you love me, but don't be an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, don't go anywhere. We're going to come right back. And we didn't really have a final segment planned, but you're going to laugh whenever I, because I told Father Anthony, mm-hmm. I was like, if we need, if we, ha- if we have time, we'll do one final segment. And I thought it was going to be completely random, but I just yeah. realized that there's a huge tie in to the conversation that we just had. So do not go okay. anywhere. <laughs> I almost called your mom on the show. <laughs> and like, put her on- <laughs> that would have been tremendous over the last couple of months i've been telling you guys that um i've needed some help when it comes to the work because forte catholic is growing and uh, i've had a young man that's been contracting with me for a while and i appealed to you guys here on the show i was like guys i want to be able to bring him on part-time but i can't because they don't have the funds and you guys came through we, um, we were able to bring him on more than what he was doing. He was doing about four to five hours a week, and now he's doing about 10. Uh, but we're still not quite at the 20 hours per week that we would all like for him to be at. So I, uh, what's the Bernie Sanders meme? I am once again asking you for your donations. Um, that didn't sound like Bernie at all. That sounded more like the owner of Padme and Anakin from the first Star Wars movie, episode one. Um <laughs> But I am once again asking for your help. You guys, a lot of you guys have already come through. Y'all have been super supportive of Forza Catholic this whole time, but also as we are growing, um, I'd like to be able to pay him more and I want to be able to continue to pay him a just wage. So if you can help us out by donating to our nonprofit so that we can continue the, the work that we are doing, you can do so at ForteCatholic.com slash donate. Uh, a monthly donation is the best way to help us out, but also if you want to throw us some like one-time donations as well, those always help. You know, if you just got your... Um, um, uh, tax refund, or, you know, that, that sort of thing. Or if, you know, you're just like, oh, you know, I, I, I like what the show's doing. I just want to send some money over. It would be hugely helpful. So thank you to everybody that has donated and who will donate because of this um, very strange appeal from either Taylor Stroll, Bernie Sanders, or an alien in Star Wars. <laughs> Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and that's a dumb person that's going to get a tattoo that's going to look really stupid in less than a year. So, um... <laughs> One thing that I stop showing me your arms. They're gross. You're proving my point. <laughs> Especially with the lighting. They looked just pale as pale. Yeah, they look really pale and weird. You yeah. look like a White Walker from Game of Thrones. <laughs> I need some more sun. Oh, man. Okay. So one thing that I did with John, a thin Blevins, you know him. Yes. Uh, yes. We. I was like, hey, I just led this retreat. And for all the talks that I give, I we often do small groups after. So I write small group yeah. questions that have to do with the talk. And then we break into small groups to go, go talk about them. So I asked John. I was like, John, you've been doing this for forever. But, like, let's flip it. And, like, you know, we'll, ans- we'll ask, ask and answer the questions. Right? Cool. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay. That was actually – it went really well with him. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, I wasn't really planning on doing this with you today. Um, but I was like, oh, I found these other small group questions that I wrote. Um, I gave two talks. You remember when I was really sick, like a little over a month ago? Yeah. 
Uh, I think I mentioned it on the show where I tried to cancel a speaking engagement while I was in the depths of being as sick as I possibly, it's the sickest I've been in a decade. And I was like, I can't come. I'm sick. And they're like, we don't care. Come anyway. (laughs) So I, wow. You you didn't hear that. Yeah. 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 And I was like, okay, like I'm going to literally cough all over the place. And in a post COVID world, like I didn't have COVID, but in a post COVID world, coughing every three seconds while giving talk, not only is it distracting, it just looks bad for them. I'm trying to protect them, but Whatever. Yeah. They wanted to still pay me, so they paid me, and I came. So, whatever. Okay. So, <laughs> um, that day, I gave two talks that were, like, newer talks. That, like, you know, things that I've talked about, but not, like, a full, proper talk. They had, they had you know, it was their catechesis nights for their, like, uh, sacramental prep. So, they wanted it to be pretty specific things. So, they're like, hey, here, here, not only is it the topic, like, a lot of people bring me in, they're like, just talk about what you get at. I, we don't care. Yeah. Build the retreat, build the whatever. But sometimes they're like, hey, here's the topic we want. And that's mm-hmm. you know really common. The least common thing is we're bringing in an outside speaker who we're bringing in because they're good at this. And here is their entire talk outline that we want you to follow. That's what this was. I was like, okay, whatever. Right. Okay. So I gave uh, two talks that I don't usually use, but like I said, connected to a lot of things. The first yeah. one that I gave... <laughs> It was a talk on Mary and the Saints, which is what we just talked about nice, the whole yeah. last segment. So I'm not going to ask all of the questions, but mm-hmm. um, we, we you kind of answered some of them already. Like, what's the benefit of asking the saints to pray for us? Like, you did that specifically mm-hmm. with Mary. Um, but the final thing, because I talked about Mary and the saints, um, mm-hmm. we, we already know who not one of my favorite saints are, but who is your yeah. favorite saint and why? And and the only stipulation for this is you've talked about a couple of them before. So you can't say Mary or Joseph or like, oh, Italians in general. If you want to pick an Italian, yeah. that's fine. But if we've, yeah. heard, we've all heard you talk a lot about Mary and Joseph. So that's the only cool. stipulation for this because yeah. I just want new content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, in that case, it's uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola. So I talked about a Jesuit priest who I do not like, uh, but uh, Jesuit spirituality and other Jesuits I like a whole bunch. Um, and... I love, more than any other saint, his spirituality has helped me uh, as a priest. I think his spirituality is really helpful for people who are not monks, um, who live in the world. So I'm technically what's called a secular priest. Um, You know, I have an Amazon account. It's not a surprise. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's the haircut. (laughs) Yeah. And also, like, like, the story of his conversion. I'll just tell one story. I'll make it short. Um, but he just has this major conversion, but there's still a lot of the old St. Ignatius, you know, the old Ignatius in him. And the story that he's going to go, he's heading to this place called Manresa, where he's going to really continue his spiritual formation. And he's on a donkey and a Muslim comes up because he's going through Spain. There's a lot of Muslims in Spain at the time. And they start talking and they have a, a very cordial conversation. And they even have a kind of a nice conversation about Mary because there is some reverence for Mary in uh, the Islamic faith. But they got to the point where Mary was ever a virgin, and this Muslim uh, person disagreed with him, and the argument got pretty heated. So they get to a fork in the road. The Muslim goes off to the left. Man races off to the right. So now you've got this prayer that St. Louis, uh, not St. Louis, uh, Ignatius says, and it tells you, like, he's converted, but not perfectly yet. And he basically prays, okay, he drops the reins of the donkey, and he says to Our Lady, um, if you want me to avenge your honor and slaughter this Muslim, then the donkey will go left. If not, the donkey will go right. <laughs> so this is the prayer he makes. And there's a, a Protestant uh, theologian whose name I forget basically said 
the entire history of the rest of Catholicism <laughs> rested on an ass, yeah, right, like quite yeah. literally. <laughs> like if he goes and murders someone, who we might not have a, a counter-reformation, right? And the donkey goes right to Man Race. So he doesn't kill anybody and he becomes more and more spiritual. But just the intensity of that dude and his imperfections and how he later became a mystic, I'm a big fan of Ignatius. Yeah. Which is funny because last week we talked about how dumb it is. The, the you know, like essentially recap. You haven't heard it yet. It hasn't come out yet. Uh, so yeah. it, it would be impossible even if you were an avid listener of the show. Yeah. But uh, the we were talking about it was a recent reading at at mass where they were like trying to replace Judas as the disciple, as the apostle. Yeah. And they're like, ah, we'll just cast lots for it. They're just rolling dice for the future yep. of the, the, the church. So I love yep. that there's a connection the week later with the with the mm-hmm. ass. Um. So for me, one of them, he's actually come up recently too. I mentioned last week that Acts is my favorite book of the Bible. So I love this Easter time where we're going through Acts. And it brought up somebody who, the saint that um, was the theme of my 2019. He kept popping Mm -hmm. up and popping up. And he was somebody that had never really been a part of my life before. And it was St. Barnabas. So Paul's, Paul's, you know, companion, one of Paul's companions. And um, just how... Uh, like his like he it, his name means like the encourager and like that was his role like he was the the person who encouraged the faithful and it's one of those things that like i had to wrestle with it for a while because i'm incredibly sarcastic which you know is like you know like literally means like cutting the flesh but it's like literally my love language is how i receive and show love you know so i was like how do i so a lot of times like i'll be snapping and cutting with people but like i still deeply care about them and like when real stuff happens like i'll be like no like i'll, I'll be encouraging but i was like how, how yeah. do, but sometimes you know I'll say something and it'll offend somebody. So I wrestled for a whole year about about this, and it's come up again recently. You know, just because we're reading Acts again. So like this was like I I searched like Fourth the Catholic and Barnabas, and like here it is, September eleventh, twenty nineteen. It was the episode mm-hmm. that came out. John and I talked about Barnabas. I think we talked about one other uh, one in one other episode. Um, I'm looking back at old things. Twenty eighteen. Do you remember the free speech booths? That was a long time ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I remember yeah. them being a thing. Yeah. Wow. So go back and listen to episode 111. This was y- literally four y- over four years ago, <laughs> 2018. Yeah. I was looking for Barnabas stuff and I found this. And I was like, oh, I just got angry all over again. The free speech truth yeah. that wasn't free speech. Anyway, um, yeah, so St. Barnabas uh, is has been on my mind this week. So, um, yeah. Okay, the next talk that I gave was about the Gospels. So it was just like mm-hmm. give like an overview of the Gospels and what they are, essentially. Yeah. Um, so, Father Anthony, what is the prime? Somebody, somebody comes to use a, a new. You know, they're not they're not Christian. There's a Muslim. Let's just say you're riding a donkey outside of your fancy church, yeah. and a Muslim yeah, walks yeah. by. Yeah, and he's like, "What's what's the deal with this Jesus guy? What is like the message of this gospel that you guys talk about?" Go. Yeah. Uh, oh, you want me to explain the gospel, or pick a gospel for him to read? Uh, no, no, no. Explain what like what's the what's the primary message of the gospel? Huh. The primary message of the gospel is that there is uh, one loving God who created the universe and everything in it, who lovingly gifted you into the world. And after we had sinned and betrayed that love, sent his only begotten son to suffer, die and resurrect so that we can be sons of the father and one day join him in the resurrection. And now this guy asks you for directions. Do you send him left or right? (laughs) It depends on uh, where the donkey wants to go. Yeah, we'll exactly, leave it up to the donkey. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very good. I think you did a very good answer. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. Um, I would hope I could give like a, a it's know the gospel at least a little bit. One of the hardest things to do in life is to give simple yeah. explanations to things that you know a lot about. 
That's true. It's very difficult to do. So like one of the things that I, the, the first thing that I do whenever I do, whenever I give this talk or uh, a similar talk to this is yeah. usually it's like the evangelization talk, like how to, you know, I have one talk. It's, um, uh, and the priest, the last priest that I gave this for, he loved it. He was like, that's the talk. I, that's the talk he came to. It was how to share yeah. the gospel without being a weirdo. That's the name of the, yeah. <laughs> that's the, name of the talk. And he came Great to talk. it and he, and he enjoyed yeah. it. Um, but it's, it's the first thing that we do with adults, with teenagers and like adults struggle with it just as much as teenagers is, you know, this whole elevator pitch thing. I give them, mm-hmm. I pair them up and I give them each 60 seconds and I say, share the message of the gospel. Mm-hmm. evangelize the other person go yeah and yeah. they can't a lot most people can't you know it's one mm-hmm. of the things that like you know a lot of people in church we know things about it but to make it succinct and then to actually say it is so difficult so let's do that in a safe place yeah. you know like amongst <laughs> when we're all amongst friends here you know so that we can do it right in exactly situations where we actually need to do it so yeah um okay um now this is a question for you why are the gospels mm-hmm. special among the books of the bible they're special among the books of the Bible because they um, reveal to us the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, it's the story of the new covenant. That's my short answer to that. Sure. Um, Final. You're doing great. I'm, I'm quizzing yeah. you. Final yeah. question. You're yeah. passing. You're passing high school. Uh, <laughs> you can get confirmed soon. That's what this was. Confirmation. Cool. You're doing great. Don't ask me what the gifts are. I don't think I yeah, can name yeah. them all. Love, joy, <laughs> peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Then add the Catholic ones that are special from the Catechism of the Catholic Church that aren't in the Bible. Okay. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "There's no way this is a Catholic song. We don't do yeah, songs exactly. to memorize things." Um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Acts, the Apostles, Romans, First and Second Corinthians, Galatians, and Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, First and Second Thessalonians, First and Second Timothy, Titus, and Philemon, Hebrews, James, First and Second Peter, First and Second Third John, June, Revelation. We can do that one together because we share the, the New Testament, the Old Testament. Yes. Gets wonky. <laughs> we have to make addendums. <laughs> no, uh, and, and half of Judith and uh, all of Maccabees uh, uh, one and two. And the <laughs> wisdom is in there as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sirach or Sriracha? We're not sure. Okay, last question. <laughs> This this is just a question for you, and you're going to answer it, and that's going to be the end of our show. Again, stipulation: you can't say you can't say Christmas or Easter, and all stories connected to that. But with those stipulations taken off off Mm -hmm. the table, what is your favorite gospel story, and why? Oh, the Annunciation, I think, Uh, and not just because it's sticking with the Marian theme, but the way that God lovingly approaches Mary through the angel. Um, her response, uh, the the wonder and awe and even fear at first when Mary sees the angel, but then like has this just maturity and strength to respond, um, and then right off going off to the visitation, it, and just what it means that we know theologically, like this is the incarnation of the Lord. God becomes flesh in this moment. Um, it's my favorite uh, mystery from the rosaries. Um, yeah, probably maybe my favorite feast day as well, uh, not including you know Christmas and Easter. So yeah, Annunciation. Mary didn't have have a tattoo. She did not have a tattoo, and she's your hero. Uh, I'm Taylor Scholl. That's Father Anthony Sharapa. I'll be back next week. He'll be back in a month. We'll be in person, I think, for our next one. You're coming here for a week. It's going right. to be great. Yeah. It's going to be so much yes. fun. Bye. See ya. <laughs> Yeah, we're definitely going to record on down there. Yeah. They didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Thank you guys for watching, listening today. I hope that you enjoyed it. Father Anthony and I had a blast. It was on his day off. On the day that Destiny 2's new campaign came out, I can't believe he was here. But he was because he felt bad for canceling on me last week. We hope that you guys um, really enjoyed today. If you did, please hit the subscribe button. Share it with your friends. Leave a comment if you're on YouTube. Leave a review if you're listening on podcasts. Thank you guys so much. All the best. Love you. Bye.